welcome back to What The Devil, episode four. We're joined again by Flex, and today one of our United Fisher writers in Yusuf. Welcome, first time on the pod. Nice to be here, thank you for having me. Come on, Yusuf, he's in the building. I'll tell you what, the, the UD community's massive. That's what it's we have nice. to do. The United District, you've got a lot of people involved, man. There's a good. lot. Yeah, then we've got like, what, five, six people now kind That's of regularly good. doing stuff. It's good fun. That's good. And United, not just five, six people, they have £1.2 billion worth of players, apparently, <laughs> with a new UEFA report coming out Thursday morning saying that Manchester United broke the record for the most expensive squad of all time last season. Now, last season, the club finished third in the Premier League, lost the FA Cup final, won the Carabao Cup, and it was... <laughs> £1.2 billion is a lot of money. It, it wasn't worth it. It's just not worth it, is it? Yeah, but what, what is that in the last... On this squad? So that's so every player in the squad, the total transfer values totals to £1.2 billion, which is more than any other squad has ever out of this squad, out, So this whole squad of players that we currently have on our roster, it's not since Sir Alex left. No, it's, it's the, the it's, squad that it's is the actually squad now. from last season. So the 2022-2023 squad, according to this UEFA report, yeah. was 1.2 billion. So that doesn't even include the what we spent on Hoyland, uh, Mount, yeah, Banana, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously we didn't sell very well in the summer, did we? It was only one no. Fred. Um, you can say that about every summer. Every summer, yeah. Um, it's something that actually isn't surprising, which is actually probably more disgusting, really. The fact that we can hear that stat or be told that by UEFA and be like, yeah, I, 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 I think we probably would have. Because we've just been so dis- disgraceful uh, of, of how we've spent money, um, you know, on and off the pitch. If you look at, if you look at the, the, the transfer fees that we've paid for players and, and then not just the transfer fees, but the wages that have come with them players, the total package of players is just so inflated mm. for, for what we want, what they need to be. And then that obviously has the big knock-on effect of we can't sell them. And when you, when you want to sell these players, even Man United have to be paying out uh, contracts because, you know, who's going to make up the shortfall when clubs want to buy these players? Or, like we say, we get player revolt where they go, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm just, no. And then they run down their contracts. And then they run down their contracts. Martial's a prime that. example. And Paul Pogba um, from a few Paul years Pogba, ago. Paul Pogba, prime yeah. example. Um, we're in a position with Raphael Varane. I love him. He's my favourite. But we put ourselves in a position where we can't offer him a new contract at that level. So it has to be less. Jaden Sancho, huge, huge wages. It hasn't worked out. Um, and it happens far, far too often at Man United. So I'm not surprised to see it. But it is disgusting, and that's why when we're talking about Ineos and we're talking about the decisions that are being made, that's at the top of the list, isn't it? Yeah, United, it's only one of four squads in Europe that cost over a billion, with the others being City, Chelsea and Real Madrid. Chelsea obviously is somehow doing even worse on us at the minute, after spending... I don't know how this... I suppose... Yeah. Sorry, just thought train. How they've... Their, their 850 million they've spent, I think a lot of it doesn't count yet towards this. So next season, I think their squad they're probably going to break that record. But then mm. obviously Man City won the treble. Real Madrid or Real Madrid, they win everything most years, or at least something most years. Mm. So you can justify them spending billion, like a billion quid on their squad. And it's just it's unjustifiable, I think. But this is spending it. Spending so much money. I mean, Yusuf, in terms of... Absolute trash. If, you, if Man United were winning, that wouldn't be at the forefront. Like I said, City squad 
like I said, they've spent a lot of money, but it's like, if you're not winning the trophies and you have what we have to show for it, it's a massive problem, bro. Well, yes, yeah, so that's the first thing. So when fans say stuff like, United have spent this much money and they complain about the Glazers, we've spent this much money and we've won nothing. That's exactly why we should complain about them, <laughs> because they've been such bad owners. Um, in terms of the start, right? Gonna nerd out, I do an economics degree, right? Yeah. Nerd out a bit. So, Tell us, it's bro, I wanted to bring that real okay. economics insight. I want the numbers, right. bro. Right, so, the amount we've paid for this squad, right? Bear in mind, the transfer market massively, massively inflated. So Roy Keane, for example, how much did we buy him for back in 1992? He wouldn't cost that much now. So what the value of a squad was then and what they are now can't be directly compared. Now, some Kieran Maguire is a football finance expert. He has done studies on this. He's you know looked into how much they'd cost now, but there's just no way of truly knowing. So it is slightly skewed by the inflated market, but also there's um, United inflation where we decide, well, one club goes in for a player, all right, 50 million. United going for a player, all right, 100 million. And mm -hmm. there's Anthony, who I would pay 100 million to get rid of, but we paid 100 million to buy him. Yeah, it is that, because I think we've, that's the, the, that is the reason why we've got there, but also that's why we need people to say no, which, you know, moving forward with how we want to do things with the likes of a Dan Ashworth or the likes of um, Jean-Claude Blanc and, and, and Omar Barada, et cetera, et cetera, who that, 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 you know, that Avengers hasn't even assembled yet, but when it does, that's exactly why we have to change. Because every time Man United spend big on a player, let's be real. It's almost always never worked. It, it ha it's actually, well, when have we spent big post Sir Alex and it's actually worked? Short time, Bruno? Bruno. And that, and that was big, like, really? what wasn't that? It was like actually 47 or something million for him. Yeah, I'd say Martin, like, you know we what? spent a lot on Martinez, didn't we? But then again, he's worked, but also he's actually not played for no. a lot. Not necessarily but he's been his amazing. fault. He's been, yeah. But he has but been But that was 40 million. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, big, like, when we've gone into the 70s, the 80s, I mean, yeah. Casemiro was, what, 70, to be fair? 65, 70 million. So but like then that's short term as well. Short term. Hoyland's one for the future, so obviously yeah. it's really early. Mason Mount, the early signs haven't been good, but he's just been injured and clearly this season's a write-off, got to come back in next year. I'm going to go ahead and say, Pogba, it wasn't what we hoped it would be, but he was still a world-class player for a very long time. So, not that it didn't work how we hoped, but I think when he gets grouped in this bracket, slightly unfair because he was great. I don't think he was great for United, though. I think... I think, I think he was great everywhere else, but... I think he was individually... He had his moments, like, within the context, he was great, but... United was just such a dysfunctional. How would you how would you rate Pogba if you used to rate Pogba's transfer? So the hundred million where he came in sixteen and left what two years ago now? Yeah. Out of ten. I'd give it like a six. I'd I'd say a six because obviously it didn't work out. He didn't become the player we'd hoped he would be, but then also, yeah, part of that his fault, part of it's United's fault, but also mm. individually, like he was being played out of position and still our best player in a lot of games. Yeah. And then when he did play in his position, we all saw how good he was and people would go and say oh, but why doesn't he do this all the time? Well, he doesn't do it all the time because we don't do this all the time. Mm. It's, you know, it's what you give to the club, also what the club gives to you. It definitely was a, a both thing. But just on the money that we paid for him versus what we got out thought of what him. we got out of yeah. it. Yeah. Awful. Ended up letting him go for free as well. Even worse. That's just really like bad. So <laughs> the economic side of it, like you're saying, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not great. And on the economic side as well, it's not just the transfer fees, the wages are a massive problem. People talk about wages, 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 oh, good players. They're, a, big, they're a bigger problem than the transfer fees. The 100% because you can't get rid of them after that. Yeah. I don't know if, some, I don't know if anyone here has read Stockonomics in the process of it, but wage bill is actually a better indicator of team success than 
your transfer spending. So if a team with the highest wage bill, you're looking at that, you're going to get a more accurate view of how good a team is than their transfer spending. Now, our we wage bill... At, we fail at that <laughs> bit as well. <laughs> our, but our wage bill is like the highest or one of the highest in the league. But it's just terrible. And it actually, it's because we give players big wages that they don't deserve. Other players lower down the chain start saying, well, now I want to raise. So Alexis Sanchez with 450k a week, David De Gea went and said, I want that much. But then lower down the chain, let's say, I don't know, Victor Lindelof, for example, says, right, I'm, a, I'm earning, I don't know, 80k. I now want 120k because, you know, they're getting these raises. I've been here. I deserve a raise. Why can't I get that? And then the club can't really say, no, we can't give you that because they've already put themselves in that position where they've exactly. given players these massive wages. So it's not just about the transfers, about the money we're giving them. It makes it so hard to shift. And also, when you look at doing that, which this is what it tells us now, is the long-term damage that this does to the football club and the culture of it. You know, because you can't, you can't quickly undo it. It's a toxic that's, that's, the, that's the problem. It takes years to undo. And we're only getting to the process now where I think most recently, I think we've started to make some good decisions regarding contracts where you can see we want to pivot away from this. Not, re not, not renewing Anthony Martial, not renewing um, Varane for different reasons. I don't mind if he stays, but saying we can't renew you on, on these, on on these terms. terms. If you want to stay here, mate, you've got to take a pay cut. And if that means we lose a quality defender, then we need to go a different way to be able to, you know, get a younger player and he's going to fit into what we're going to do. Um, extending Victor Lindelof, extending Wambasaka, extending Hannibal, then, you know, being able to sell these guys, that protecting ourselves a little bit better with transfers. Donny van der Beek, buyback, not buyback, sorry, um, option to buy, get a bit of money back for him. Um, Fernandez, Alvaro Fernandez. Yeah, and I know a lot Hannibal's, of us can Hannibal's got one as well. Hannibal's got one now. as well. Even Isak, which you spoke about, we spoke about last yeah. week. So, that we're starting to see the early bits, you know, Martial's going to go. I think Lindelof will probably go. Um, Sancho's going to go. Yeah. You know, Greenwood's going to go. Greenwood's probably going to go, unless there's a massive U-turn, I can't see it. That won't happen. I can't see that, that happening. That happening. And um, the fifth one is, um, even someone like Casemiro, if the right money comes in, they'd say yeah. Yeah. Just the one more thing on the contracts as well, it's something you just reminded me of this, is Omar Varada, I was watching a clip from I think it would have been the City Amazon thing they did a while ago. Um, it's a footage of um, Tiki, I think that's how you say his name, yeah, and Barada so. talking about how a club can be sustainably successful. And Barada goes on to explain that for a club to be successful, a really good indicator of it is making sure that 55 to 65% of their wages are is what their total, like, so sorry, their total revenue the wages can only be 65 mm. to 55% of their total revenue. Not nearly all of it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that's something that obviously he clearly really recognises and coming in CEO, it'll be one of the first things he talk, like, mm. that he will probably want to cut down. And the Athletic saying this morning that Barada has been influential in a couple of decisions already made, even though he's on gardening leave, stuck making potatoes. Yeah. Um, Which he definitely ain't yeah. just doing that. I mean, no, he, no, no, like, he's no. definitely on, he's definitely on some like, sort of burner phone. <laughs> Even, even like we, that Ratcliffe comment from 2019, we all know it because Fred held a crazy stray, but he was talking actually about the financial health of the club and why he wouldn't invest until they sort their business out, bad business, and the contract's a big part of that, so not even just Barada. Ratcliffe has probably done his research in depth, sees Barada actually understands this side of it, and that's probably why he's gone for Omar Barada and said, well, I want you, okay, <coughs> you understand how contracts work, and I want you to fix our situation. And I think in terms of the talks, it's a toxic spiral, but we have to break out, but we just have to take the hits a bit, I yeah. think. Take the hits, 
even buy out a player's few players' contracts, say, right, you're not, you know, you're not good enough, off you go. Mm. And if clubs, we're going to go to clubs, and clubs are going to give us, charge us huge, huge money for players, huge markups, say, well, we'll go somewhere else. Buy cheap uh, players, not, don't, don't not buy quality, you buy quality always, but buy players who are good enough, but aren't going to stiff you financially. And maybe they're not immediately good, or maybe they don't immediately hit those world-class levels, but you give them a few years, and suddenly, like you rebuild the culture over two, three years. Everyone else does it, apart from yeah. us. And I'm no, not saying we have to necessarily do what Arsenal did in that they finished eighth in a couple of years. This is not a stray. Mm. Arsenal fans, please don't attack me. We don't no, necessarily... I don't care what they do on here. They're going to do it anyway, bro. Uh, don't come on here and apologise to any Arsenal fan ever again, bro. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and I want them to win the league, by the way. I'm just covering yeah. my tracks. I'm just covering yeah, my tracks. Yeah. But we don't have to do what they did necessarily, but we do just have to accept we can't cheat our way to the top. Thanks. Man City did, but now the Premier League runs them. 115 charges. We, we can do it without breaking 115 <laughs> Next thing we'll play, blind rankings. Come on. So, Let's go. Very, very quickly explaining. I'm going to read out five names, and after I read out each name, you've got to order them one to five without knowing what the next name is going to be. Don't mess this up, bro. And we're going to, and at the end, <laughs> we're going to figure out what the list is. It could be a correct list, and it could be an absolute stinker. So first, this is going to genuinely just be rank them. So these are all United players, oh, either X or current. So Got to rank them, genuinely in terms of who is the best player. Yeah, okay, cool. So, first name, Carlos Tevez. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I think we should go quite low. I want to say four. No, Even no, five. no, 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 beca no, because... By the way, one is best, five That's what I'm us. saying. Yeah, like, yeah I'm saying we're, go we're, low. Bro, we've got big, look at this board behind you, bro. We've got some big, 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 big players, bro. If you want to go yeah, low, we've got, we got to go low. I'm saying, because we've had a lot of good players. I'm saying like a, I'm saying like a... Seven. It's out of five. Oh, I thought it was out of five. It's only out of five? It's out of five. Oh, it's only out of five? Yeah, oh, right. Sorry, four. sorry. That's what I was like, why is it so high? <laughs> my bad, my bad. What did yeah. you say? I reckon like a four or a five. Cause five. Yeah, five. Yeah, we're going to get better than Tevez. Yeah. So you think five Carlos Tevez? Yeah, do not have some error. Tevez. Next one, Bruno Fernandes. It can only be a four. Four. Can only yeah, be. I reckon four. Yeah. You're agreeing on four? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got five Tevez, four Fernandes. Mm. Number three, Wayne Rooney. Two. I'm going to say two just in case like a Ronaldo just, or a Charlton comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our greatest ever goal scorer. This next one's going to be definitive. With two. Yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. We need a big one, by the way. Next yeah. one, David De Gea. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm leaving. Shit. Well, he has oh to go gosh. three now. He has yeah. to, because he can't go you one. You can either put him yeah. three or can't one. can't go one. Has to be free, bro. Yeah, free. Has to be free. You've got David De Gea at number three, which means you're number one. Oh, we're going to get stiffed. We're going to get stiffed. Paul Skulls. Oh, no, that's fair. Oh, that's one. not bad. Number one. But if we, that's not <laughs> bad, but if we were going to redo that, you'd put Rooney top, Skulls Skull second. second. I would then Tevez, say... Bruno and De Gea. I'd have gone with Bruno third. Yeah, Bruno third, Tevez, then De Gea. De Gea. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, all right. But they, listen, yeah. man. He did have some good times listen, for us, De Gea. He won like three out of the... Do you know what? Tevez won Champions Nah, 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 nah. He was also on your loan and he went to see. Yeah, he's a disgrace. Yeah, he's Put him fifth <laughs> yeah. just because of that. Six, seven, yeah, exactly. Yeah, five, Bruno De Gea. Yeah. Can we do another one? Right. Next one, fan, fan favourites. Oh. So you've got to rank them in terms of, you know... Cult heroes. Yeah, cult, yeah. Just how much okay. fans like And it's five, five again. No, five again. Let's go. First bro. one, Chicharito. Oh, he's up there, bro. He's up there, he's up there. Fan favourite. Did you see his, the recent thing about oh, him moving back to the new club? Brilliant. And nuts for him. Brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. 
And the message Sir Alex gave to him as well. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm thinking either two or three. Either two or three. I'm, 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 you you got to decide for me now. Yeah, because fan favourites are going to be... There's not going to be a lot more... There's not going to be a lot better fan favourites than... If he's three, it leaves space for two who are higher than Chicharito. Because Chicharito would be high. Maybe even two. We'll go three. We'll play safe. Three. We'll play safe. Play, safe. play safe. Next one, Ander Herrera. Four. He's not ahead of One of my favourite ever players. Yeah, people love him and I love him as well. I don't think he's ahead I'd of say a bit below Chicharito. Yeah, four. Yeah. So that's probably about right. I share a birthday with Ander Herrera. Oh, fact. lovely. Yeah. Interesting. Number three, Patrice Evra. Two. Two. Yeah. So you got, did you put Herrera four? Yeah. So you got Chicharito three. Chicharito two, Evra four, uh, two. Herrera, Herrera four. four. Yeah. All right. You could throw us a real Next bombshell one. now. Rasmus Hoyland, I feel like becoming a bit of fan favourite oh, at the moment. Mate, he is becoming a fan favourite. We can't have him at number one. You can't have him at number one because you have to kind of put him five, even even if you knew it before. But right now, I absolutely adore him. Five. I absolutely adore him, but he's got to be five. He's just not been here long enough. Yeah, but absolutely, we, we do adore him. But I, I think it's so. I just think it's quite nice how much United fans yeah. like him. Mate, it's what's, just what's, it's just quite nice. What's a big testament to that is that he's in the top five already, and yeah. he's only been here six or seven months. Yeah, he's just so. singing, waiting on a miracle for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Number one. So this will be who you're number one, David Beckham. Yeah, so, oh, yeah well done. perfect that. order. Smashed I think you smashed that. Smashed that. So you had your yes. David Beckham, perfect. Evra, Chicharito, Herrera, Hoyland. Hoyland. That's perfect. I think you guys have smashed that. To be fair, some might say we had all the answers before. I'd have put Herrera second personally. But yeah, that is a person. Yeah. Some, pe- some people. That was more. That's them very too. much a personal thing. That's the biggest debate. That one. Yeah. Herrera and, and right. Thing. Now we're going to rank worst signings. Bloody hell! So one is the worst. We've got to have. You should have twenty, bro. Five's not enough. Go on. First one is Fred. Five. Four, I reckon. Oh, but this, uh, well, if he puts in some... We've had some awful, some awful, 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 awful. Fred's been a good server. I, I, I think it's got to be a five, bro. You know what it is, though? I reckon there's, there'll be... So, I just got a feeling there's going to be someone on the list who is, like, better than Fred, but still like, not looked at as like great. And I would go four. It's, it's a bit safer for me. But Do you know what? You're the guest, so I'm gonna go with you. But if you met, if this, is, if you ruin this, yeah, because I think Fred, Fred could have him. even been a weird kind of cult hero, like fan favorite, just like oh, people just Fred. like him. It's very, he's very even though it was hot and cold. I, 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 I think he's a good servant, man. I, I personally quite liked him. I, I would say five, but we're gonna go with your four. I'll go four. All right. Next one, Di Maria. C, C, bro. This is the problem we're gonna start having now. We're, we're gonna go two. Di Maria's got to be up there because Alexis Sanchez got to probably be number one. Has to. Uh, that's Anthony. If that's Anthony's number one. Anthony's number one. I'll, I'll uh, but I'm going to say Sanchez is worse than that. I think Sanchez, I'd, bro, I'd, Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez was on 450 bags uh, a week. I, come from Arsenal. We thought we were robbing them like a Van Persie 2.0, bro. To this day, I absolutely hate Alexis Sanchez, but I'll, I'll still in my opinion on Anthony. Bro, bro. I'll still in my opinion then, no, on Anthony. Bro, at least, at least, at least, no, no, I agree, I agree. But at least, Ale- I'm going to not answer the question, that's a different debate. But at least, Alexis Sanchez, bro, sorry, at least Sanchez, um, what's the thing? Anthony, in his first season, got like eight goals or something, done all right. Like, Alexis, like, was horrendous, bro. Come on, we are talking about Di Maria. So was Anthony, to be fair. Yeah, true. They might be one too. Like, Di-, <laughs> Di Maria. Di well, Maria. you put Fred fourth, so. Free. We'll go free, yeah, just in case. Because to me, oh, Dimuria would be worse know, than two. Fred. Dimuria is the worst sign. Oh, 100%. Than Fred. Yeah, I'd That's even... why Fred should have been fifth. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> this is what I mean. We've only, we've only had two names so far. So, are we, are we saying three then? 
Yeah. Number three. Right, number three, Memphis Depay. Poor, bro. It's a bad sign, though. Two. Okay. I reckon two. No, nah, I, th I think with the, I think because it's going to be awful ones. I think he might, he's going to have to go fifth because I think it's going to be two worse. I you know what? I'd honestly worse. say he was worse than Di Maria because Di Maria he at least gave us that chip versus Leicester. Didn't Di Maria mm. still get like ten assists? And I know seven. maybe he yeah, did, he but, but but it just it just he was and now we don't like him as well because he's yeah. telling Hoyden what to do as well. Go away. And trying trying to drink yeah. like was he at Old Trafford with the beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone chucked him and he tried to drink it. Nah, forget Di Maria, man. All right, well we'll go. I think we should go five. Yeah, well, I will go five. I'll yeah. listen to you this time. Okay. Five. All right. Wait, what, so what is it so far? You've got... Memphis five, Fred four, Di Maria three. Sorry, Fred. So these, these, I do these top two of these two. Disgraceful, man. Jaden Sancho. He's got to go two. Out of what's left. Two, yeah. Two? Two. Was he better than Memphis? Yeah, no, he, he was better than Memphis. For sure, he was better than Memphis. Not just as a player. I mean, the signing. Like, the signing, does it? I think the money makes it a questionable one, mm. but then again, but 30, like I said before, 30 million then was, like 30 yeah, million yeah. is then like 50, 60 70, million yeah. now. Yeah, okay. Well, we've made the up only thing I propose on that is I don't think Sancho ever had a game that Memphis had, like that one against uh, Michelin. Michelin, yeah. yeah which was, was, was quality. Yeah. Ridiculous. And Memphis might have had a few more flashes than Sancho, you know. That's what I'm saying. I think but Memphis overall, was so dead. I we Sancho like, oh, was so far the superior footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Memphis had his moments. Yeah. This is Memphis where, where is he now? Right. I remember in 2021 you were saying Memphis was better than Grealish, actually. I loved him. Yeah. Also, well, not 2021. I think it was before then. <laughs> 2021, I think Memphis had died by then. Yeah. No, that was when he was at Leon. Yeah, it was at Leon. No, yeah, that's. I, I originally I was a big fan of Memphis. He was wicked. Back when I was like 16, 15. Last one. We're going to have to go two, yeah. This is your number one choice then? Alexis Sanchez. So well done. Alexis Sanchez has I, to be the worst. I think player. Alexis Sanchez is the worst. Pound for in pound. In context, pound United for pound. signing ever. Yeah. Pound for pound signing. Like Anthony, don't get me wrong, but at least Anthony's well, young and he did all right in the first season. So he still gets something he, out of it. He, he, he was really. all right. Like, don't get me wrong, he's dead, but like, he scored about eight. He scored eight goals, he a couple of assists. Like it wasn't great. He's, he's had some good moments, like the Barcelona. But we, uh, you know, four hundred fifty grand a week, Barcelona. bro, for what we thought we was getting with Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. Oh my Outrageous. God, bro! So the guy just came training, said I want to leave straight away. It was always a horrendous, horrendous move. One of our worst ever. Yeah, but I, t I also think Anthony's like the worst footballer I've ever seen at United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, he's that bad. I think I see you tweet that about three times a week. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Really do, I, yeah. I don't say it enough. Uh, I hear you. Right, last last one. Go on. Is iconic games. <sighs> so obviously, number one most iconic, number yeah, yeah. five least iconic. First one, Sir Alex Ferguson's final game, the five-five draw against West Brom. I think this is a lower four one. Or five. Yeah, four. I'm gonna say five. Yeah, I don't. Five. We've got a lot of things five, that we've won games, big trophies, like five. Five, five goes five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I've put, put this one in just for you, Yusuf. The 3 2 win over City where Pogba one. scored one. twice. One. One. No, no oh. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Get out. Get out. I'm kidding. Never coming back. I'm kidding. Nah, um, I'd say three. Maybe four, actually, because obviously they four. went to win the league afterwards, but it's just mad. I was celebrating Pogba's goal. I came back from celebrating. I see him score again. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'd say four. I, I vividly I'd remember four. that game so well. Amazing. I was, so I remember I was being in Vegas then. Half -time. You were in Vegas. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't go to the game. I was annoyed. I went there for my 30th birthday. I saw my age now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I was watching it on the, on the, on a tablet. And I was just like losing 2-0 half-time, I think it was, not it? Yeah. Was it 2-0 half-time? 
And it should have yeah. been more. Like De Gea was making loads of saves, Sterling was couldn't score. There was so many chances yeah. they had. And I remember thinking too, I said, look at us, we're just look at us. <laughs> then the comeback just started. It was it that was amazing. Such oh. different context though. You were in Vegas for your 30th, I was taking a break from GCSE revision. <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> Not just contrast, just age. Oh, my days. Anyway. All right, we'll distract yeah. you. Next one, talking about yeah. age. 1999 UCL semi-final against Juventus. The one, the one where Roy Keane scored. All right, let's be smart about this, yeah? I'm going to say, I think a two, because that game is a ridiculous game, but there could be one of the Champions League finals in there. The, the 99 is going to be number one. If it I must. It, yeah. If, it must. If it's on the list. If it's not... Even then we may as well just leave. But I was thinking the semi-final, yeah, three. But between the 99 final and maybe the gigs, FA Cup or semi-final. What about, what about Moscow as well, though? Because in mm. 2008, I'd say that would, that would be mm. like number one Even ahead of this. When we won the league in Tottenham and Andy Cole come off the bench to win that. You're saying two? I'm saying two. Because this, this Roy Keane performance to this day, like we yeah, talk about it. <laughs> All right, two. It's part, yeah, of, two, it's part two, of a treble winning season. Two. two, two. So what two. we've got so far, this one, two. The 5-5 five, five is fifth. Yeah. And the Pogba one Pogba is one's four. fourth. Yeah. So you've got one and three left. Yeah. Next one, the 9-0 win against Southampton. Oh. <laughs> Actually, we should have put Pogba ahead of that. Sorry, we should have put Pogba so ahead of So is that the most iconic game? It's lockdown as well, third. man. That's the third. fans, bro. Third. <laughs> That's definitely third of what we got, yeah. You're in that one third. So and it shouldn't even be third on this should list. should be fifth. Mm. So this last one, you've left number one free every time, I think. Yeah, because we know yeah. that the big one's coming, bro. And this it's the 99 final. Three-one win against Arsenal. The De Gea game in 2015. What? <laughs> oh my god! Did you make this up? Yeah. You left our 99. <laughs> fi- you put us. Se- <laughs> you put. Wait. Oh my god! You sell up. If you lot think, yeah, Dylan should be sinbinned for this, yeah. I think he's got to do a forfeit right, no, on camera. I never said You've got to do a forfeit. I never said that the five I put on the list would be the five most. They're just five of them. You've got to rank them in order. Oh, you did say that. You I did say bastard, that. Didn't you? Read the T's and C's. <laughs> you did say that. You did say oh, that. Mate. It's our fault for just assuming so, that. The I mean, most I think that three-one win is one of the most iconic games, but that's because that was my first ever United game. Really? Yeah. And you watched it in the Arsenal section. I was in the Arsenal family section. Your first ever United own. game? Yeah. Was it that game at the end? Was it in 17, 18? When was that? 16, 17? That in game? like 2015 or 2016 or something? No, yeah. the Black it was kit, 2017. Was it 2017? It was yeah, a Millie Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sat on my own 17. in the Arsenal end. With both those goals happen like right in front of me. Oh, that was your first United game. Yeah, but that was that's, oh, the first that, that's late to. from yeah, the first game I went to. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, oh, right. No. Okay. I was thinking, what? No, but no, that's the first one I actually went to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at the time De Gea was one of my favourite players because I was a keeper when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And all those all them saves happened right in front of me. And I was sat there genuinely just like this. Yeah, not wanting to get beat. Like up. I'd like a coat and everything on, I just had it up there, <laughs> I was laughing into my coat watching everyone else just oh, like, crying right around me. That's that was ridiculous. ridiculous. So funny. But there you go. I think we've done a decent job, bro. If we had to reorder it, all right, 99 final obviously be one. Mm. I'd go ahead and say the City game two on this list. Yeah, yeah. It's a big game. Then Arsenal, game. then Sir Alex, then the Southampton game. Which is yeah. Crazy. We won 9 nil and we didn't even care that much. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, this season United haven't played that many or any really iconic games. No. We've discussed this before. <laughs> no. However, the Villa win 
feels like a little bit of a big turning point. You know, win away from home against Villa just after Arsenal and City lost their back-to-back. And it's our first win away against the current top nine, I think, in God knows how long. Yeah, it's mad. Uh, but that's a bit of a mixed reaction to the win. I don't know if you want to expand on that a bit, you said. Yeah, so um, people are not happy with the performance. Probably very valid reasons, but HGMFT, obviously we all know him, great creator, even better bloke, shout out H. He tweeted saying, unpopular opinion, we played well. 4-1-4 mid-block, top-tier box defenders, exceptional on transition, subs were spot on, I can't complain. That's how we win games at these grounds. Sorry if you disagree, but Ten Hag deserves credit for tonight. Control is how some fans value the game, and that is fair enough. We concede a lot of pressure and chances, but I wasn't panicking, to be honest. I'm happy with how we managed the game, could have done better, we played well. Then he expanded and was basically saying, at grounds like this, you have to win and we won. It's not about style of play necessarily, it's just more about getting there, keeping it solid, winning the game. And, I mean, under Sir Alex, yeah, that is actually how we won at a lot of these grounds. Now, I agree with the premise. I don't think it was a good performance, personally. I thought we were just way too open. Again, there was the issue of the distances, the midfield being too large. Our midfielders dribbled past combined was about 10 times, 10 to 12 times. And it's because they were actually just covering way too much ground. Because bear in mind, how many big interventions did Casemiro still come up with and he was dribbled past four times? I agree. Varane, Maguire, Dallow were just all absolutely, like, they were playing out their skin. Onana had a fantastic game as well. So at these grounds, yeah, you've just got to get the job done sometimes. Sir Alex used to go to Anfield and he would not come out and press Liverpool at Anfield. And why would you? That's a really stupid move. I agree. I, I just think you can't, it, it can't be a one-size-fits-all. So he's saying yeah. that, you know, Ten Hag deserves credit for that and we, we actually played well. Well, Ten Hag deserves credit because we finally won an away game like that and the yeah. changes that he made when he needed to make them, he made and Scott McTominay came off the bench and won us the game. Yeah. And he took off Marcus Rashford, left on Garnacho, so we still had that threat. Um, he made good decisions during the game. Um, for the first 20 minutes, we were really good. We deserved our goal. Then... From that until we scored our second, though, that's a big problem. That's a big, big problem. Like, and I said this on the stream, and I was arguing with Steph, who was on our stream. And she's like, "I'm sorry." We, she was, she was basically sort of saying, "Look, is that where we're at?" McTominay saving us off the bench. Like, Villa should have scored loads more. And it, essentially, she's right in the bigger context. But within the 96 minutes, it's like we, like you said, we just have to. We there are some games where it doesn't matter how you win, you know, because. What we're trying to do and close the gap on Villa, where we would have been 11 points behind them had we lost, that's catastrophic. That's season done, in my opinion. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a smash and grab win. 100%. And as long as that's not what we rely upon, which is obviously the issue because is that we start do. relying upon it, yeah, exactly. it's fine, I think. But that's and the issue, like you said. There's so many yeah. games where we see that. We concede loads of chances. Ollie Watkins don't know how he didn't score. Yeah. Like, Anana was on just, it, though. Yeah, I'll Anana tell you was, what. I think Alana deserves credit for Massive his, credit. For his league performances in the last what six just, weeks. Seven just settled weeks. down, hasn't he? He's been. I think he's been really good. Yeah. I do not know what happened in that in the Champions League. Like it weird. And some games in the Prem as well. Yeah, to be fair, a couple of games. Yeah, but I think overall, yeah. actually, Anana's pretty right. And if we kind of just then look forward to the Luton game again yeah. away from home, mm. United need to put in a bet. We can't see that again. Like, that well, we is won't, fine. We, won't, we won't see that because of the way Luton play. It's yeah, a different oh yeah. type of task. What we That's what true. we can't afford to see against Set Luton pieces. is you're not you're not winning the duels and you don't match the intensity yeah, and physicality more, that yeah. they bring. Yeah, anything Lob- technical, Luton, I just think go and play. Lob City Luton, Maguire and Varane are going to be doing overtime in the air. Hundred percent. Like, and I mean, we need Varane. And we are not great. We are not great on set pieces, but in a lot of these big away games, it's all about 
people talking about possession control, for me, it's more about emotional control, managing yeah. the flow of the game. Because when you think about it, right, Goodison Park's a great example, actually. Think it was a, you know, cauldron. They were on fire, their Just fans. The this physical on fire. We killed them in the first few minutes with that Garnacho goal, but then Onana's performance, I wrote about this on District and how he actually really killed the game for us because every single time the ball would come back to him, Everton fans screaming their heads off, encouraging the team to go press. Onana's just slowing it down. He's taking his time and he's almost daring them. Come press me, come mm. press me. And he's just, he's keeping it calm. And it's keeping it calm. That's what we've not had enough of. That's why in the summer people saying we need a controller in midfield. It's not just about possession control. It's actually about managing the flow of the game. There's this quote by Pep Guardiola on Tony Kroos, which I really like, where he says about how Kroos, he says Tony's a very calm player, a very rational player. But in the biggest of moments, his players like him are the bravest of players. And I really like that quote mm. because... Yeah, it's, we give a lot of attention to the players who really step up and carry teams, so to say, with the passion of big moments. But what about the players who keep it calm, who can keep a level head when no one else has got And we don't have head? enough of that and we don't see it consistently well, enough. Uh, Eric said it in this game. He said, at 1-0 up, we went for goal every time. Our most composed player is an 18-year-old. Exactly. That, that says it who all. Who is outstanding, by the way, in terms of keeping oh, calm. Yeah. Well, Mainly's you know. fantastic at that and that's the real benefit of Having him, we just spawned him in the academy and he's come in and done a really good job, but we don't, we don't have enough calm players. And actually, this is going to get clipped on Twitter. I'm going to get ripped, but I'll take it. Um, this is one of the reasons why I was not so on board with Bruno Fernandes as captain. With no disrespect to him at all. Fantastic player. People really don't realise how good he is, but we all know how emotional he is. And I think as a captain, sometimes you need to learn to keep it calmer. Sometimes he's just... He, he had a decent Villa game. Like at times, yeah, he kept the ball well. At times, I thought he lacked a bit of composure, but... At times, you want the captain to be a bit more level-headed, if you know what I mean. And Bruno, he has his. He doesn't know qualities. anything different, does he? That's that. Yeah, that's it's him. A hundred miles yeah. an hour. That's his game, and this Who's is not the alternative. Yeah, I mean, though, there was I no always, I always said the only thing that stopped Varane was injuries. I always said if it wasn't for injuries, he would have been the perfect that's captain. That's a really good shout, actually. But, but the but injuries, injuries are there. Yeah, injuries, there, there was no one else. In an I ideal mean, world, maybe not Bruno, but I think he was the best choice for captain. He was, he was the best choice at that point when he took off Maguire, and he'd been being the the acting he captain the whole time yeah. but since he's got the armband let's be honest he hasn't he hasn't been at it he hasn't been as good as he hasn't been as good as he as he has been um but yeah well, I don't know what to do with the captaincy is another thing but there's a few reasons but in general um there's a few things there's just a few things to watch I don't think he is the ideal captain for mm. Manchester United even though he is a fantastic player I think yeah. he's more of a guy you want someone who keeps Bruno in check it's almost like you think about Real Madrid when Ramos was the captain and Ronaldo, everyone was like Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Ramos kept Ronaldo yeah, in check. Yeah, keep everything in check. Yeah. That's that's yeah, the point. Yeah, we get behind that. We yeah. just, but that's where so Dave Browse was last. Ineos, get the characters in, mate. We need characters. That's the thing. We um, don't have enough Martinez, to be fair, maybe him. He's a character, but yeah. obviously a few injuries at the minute. But yeah, um, just quickly before we finish off, then prediction for Luton. Three 0 United. Okay. We won't go without conceding. I say three one. I'm saying I'm saying three 0 just because I need Hoyland to score for my FPL. Yeah. I'm in the trenches. Same. I'm gonna <laughs> go two 0 United. Be tough though. Be tough. But I think we match Luton them physically. Good Luton are actually They're very fun to watch. very good at home. They're f so physical. Fans are on top of you. Hostile as shit. Like it's like it's it's almost like an FA Cup tie going to a yeah, horrible away there. Like Luton. their their cup final. Do you know what I mean? So no it's like it's, and, and and not and bro take this rep. City went there, um, no, like Liverpool, sorry, struggled, um, Chelsea struggled, I know they struggled, but... Um, I mean, they were pretty good against Spurs. Arsenal struggled, Spurs struggled, 
Every game, bro. You know, it's Kenny Rhodes, no joke. Partly, yeah, the atmosphere, but also think about how close the fans are. That's what I mean. That's the same as Goodison Park. Yeah. You literally, the ball goes off the pitch, the fans are right right there. Right there, bro. It's different to We have to manage it. It's a whole different type of game uh, than against Villa. Yeah, but I think if we match the intensity. Where West Ham, it's obviously a great ground, but their fans are so far away from the pitch. Luton, you're like, they're literally on you. Yeah. We've got to score the first goal. 100%. Um, And just, if we defend set pieces well, and match them physically, would be okay. If we don't, if we lose duels and give the ball away cheaply and give them chances to just put us under pressure with long balls, we'll be in trouble. I think, again, it just goes back to, you know, H's point about my point about keeping solid, but we just, we need to keep more solid than we were against Villa. We're just too open. Yeah, defer. As with every guest that we bring on, first time they come on, I'm gonna have to do this at some point as well, aren't I? Yeah. Quick fire questions, top devil. You've got two minutes to answer as many questions correctly as you can about Manchester United, either past or present. Yusuf, are you ready? Just about, yeah. No pressure. Right. Let's go. In what year was Old Trafford built? 1910. Correct. Who was the captain of Manchester United during the historic treble winning season? Rokina. Correct. The West Stand at Old Trafford is more famously known as what? Stratford End. Correct. In how many seasons has Johnny, Evan, Johnny Evans appeared for Manchester United? I'm going to say eight. Incorrect, nine. Oh, so close. Which player holds the record for most goals at United? Wayne Rooney. Correct. Who were United playing when Eric Cantona Kung Fu kicked a fan? Crystal Palace. Well done. Who is United's current number 62? Amari Forson. Well done. How much did United buy Ander Herrera for? Wasn't it 30 million? 29 million. I'm not giving you that. Who was Wazza? Wayne Rooney. There you go. Who won the penalty that Marcus Rashford scored in Paris? Diogo Dallo. Well done. Who were the two players suspended for the 99 final? David Beckham and Ryan Giggs, wasn't it? No, oh no, Paul Scholes was one of them. Yeah, Paul Scholes and Roy and Keane, I'm not giving you that. Who has scored the most penalties for United? Rooney? Ronaldo. Oh. Name three players who have won the Ballon d'Or while playing for United. Cristiano Ronaldo, yep. Bobby Charlton, mm-hmm. Dennis Law. Well done. Name one ground that United played at before moving to Old Trafford. Main Road. North Road or Bank Street. Who wore the number five shirt before Harry Maguire? Marcus Rojo. Well done. Who is the only player to win the Golden Boot while playing for United? The Golden Boot, as it, which one? Like the European Premier Golden League? Boot. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Well done. Who was the first ever goal, goal scorer at Old Trafford? Not a clue, mate. You can pass if you want. Pass. Joe Spence. How much did Sir Jim Ratcliffe pay for his 25% stake in the club? 1.25 billion. Correct. Which club has Manchester United played the most games against in the league? Liverpool. Arsenal. Oh, wow. Who wanted Manchester United players to be horny? Move that How many loans yeah, is there? There you go. That was impressive, Yusuf. You got 13, which beats Flex. You are the now the new top devil. I would be happy. I realised I made a really stupid mistake on the 99 final one because I Beckham played yeah. the cross for the... No, don't worry about it. That was by far not the worst mistake I've seen. <laughs> We've had some stinkers. Right, looking ahead to the summer, it's a bit far away. However, obviously clubs beforehand, you know, they want to get their targets right. Ineos are looking to get their targets right. And just like we brought a few weeks ago, the exclusive information about Anana, we're now going to be talking about centre-backs. So, De Litt, Mateus De Litt, is very much on Ten Hag's radar. For the summer, of course, scouts were told to go and watch him from the beginning of the season. However, he isn't actually as rated as a couple of other centre backs. The club love Silva from, I believe, Benfica, who 
who I know you like, and uh, Jean-Claire Tadebo, and are also Frimpong from, I believe, Bayer Leverkusen. He's right. He's, he's a right back, as, as like is another defensive option that right. the club are really looking to. He's good as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, for me, the, the issue with the lit now is, and sometimes, you know, players get a bit of a hard bargain because, you know, one minute they're the best thing since sliced bread and sometimes they can just be discarded. But I think when he came out of Ajax, he was so highly, t- I remember being linked with him in that summer and I was like, this, this guy, get him, get him, get him, get him. He was him. captain at 19. Yeah. Exactly, captain at 19. Again, anything from Ajax slash Ten Hag, we're like, nah. Ten Hag's got a new player challenge. We've, yeah, like, let's, can we just leave it now? Um, obviously at Juve, he did all right, but it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the levels that he should have gone to. Then he's gone to Bayern, and you're like, I tell you what, now you're going to see him injuries and just it just hasn't felt like he's lived up to that expectation from what we was coming out of at such a young age and being one of the you know best young centre-backs in the world now, I'm not gonna just throw him under the bus and say that he's definitely not now he can't be a good centre-half but I just want to stay clear I want I, and also the way he plays as well I want someone quicker I want I want that real athletic fast powerful You're kind of Varane from four years yes I want that prime yeah. Varane I want a Saliba slash Gabriel-esque Konate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, like a proper bully, like you're not getting past me. I'm quick along the ground. I'm, yeah. yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I need that. Yeah. And I don't think Delit is that. You like Silva. Go on, tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, so I do actually like Delit a lot. I have to say that. Like, I wouldn't be unhappy if you signed him. I, just don't, I don't think he's the best fit. Very, so I want something a bit common next to Martinez. So I, my interest in Silva first picked up when I visited Lisbon about a year and a half ago. I watched a Benfica game in person. I watched an 18-year-old Antonio Silva play at centre-back. I was like, this is not an 18-year-old centre-back. Mm. Not, you know, because of physicality or anything, maturity. His brain is not an 18-year-old's brain. He is so composed with the ball, without the ball. He's so smart. He can step out and be aggressive when you need him to be, but also he's good at sitting and covering. And that's, especially next to someone like Lisha Martinez, what you want, someone who's got that calmness. He's got real leadership qualities. I think... He's a player I could, if we sign him, I could see him being club captain of Manchester United in a few years' time. You know, he's got really good qualities. So about six foot two, he's not a Tadebo-esque speedster, but he's he's not slow. I think people have this idea he's this slow, unphysical centre back that couldn't be further from the truth. He's mm. a very powerful player. Will match attackers stride for stride. Show him, you know, into blind alleys. Very smart defender. You know, he knows how to defend space. Knows when to delay. Knows when to engage. Really important thing. He's really good in the air, wins everything. In terms of his passing out from the back, he's very good. I'm not surprised United have him so high on the list because at 19, there's just not many centre-backs really on that level. Profile, young as well, in terms of up and coming. coming And and, and then there's a lot of longevity. And like you said earlier about the character of players, he has got the character. And Benfica actually have a good history in terms of producing centre-backs. Obviously, we see Ruben Diaz at... City and I think I think Silva can become a better player than Ruben Diaz. Yeah, I, I, I think what's really important for me is looking at Lissandro Martinez, right? And you touched on a couple of points there. That partner has to be correct. Yeah. yeah. For how he plays, um, and actually, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna uh, talk about some of Leach's sort of disadvantages as well. Yeah. He needs protection. He does. 100%. Like we sometimes I think oh I've seen United fans do this of like. Of course, like we say, the butcher and all that. Like, it, he's not like you can leave him one v one, and like ten times out of ten, you know he's going to probably come out with the ball. 
He's good in the box, you know, getting to things and shutting things down. He's good uh, if you try and play a ball over his shoulder. His body orientation is very his good. Bo- yeah, the way he turns his body and the way he moves his body. And if he's got somebody sort of up his ass and he might be running back towards his own byline, he finds a way to sort of turn with the ball and also play, play out with it instead of just hacking it clear. Mm. But physically, he can get in a pickle. Yeah. And sometimes that comes from his own doing of being over-aggressive and like almost buying into the butcher thing himself. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go win this, I've gotta do this, I've gotta do that. So he needs, a re- this is why Varane's a really good partner for him. Um, we just need someone more durable and sort of someone coming up into the prime of their game or can, can give us their prime it later does, on. It does feel a little bit like Martinez kind of over, I don't want to say overcompensates because it sounds kind of condescending. But no, in, but he in, does though, you know what I'm right. Yeah, yeah. He does. And, and who I like is Everton's uh, Jared Bramford. Jared Bramford. I think he's a fantastic really player. Take the Haaland thing out from last week because that... Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't that get bullied by Haaland, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. You can get not on your ass even, even, even the best are going to have some problems <laughs> yeah, with Haaland. But he's young, he's, he looks all right. He looks I know obviously he wasn't on that list we just mentioned, but I think he's a... It's going to be... Everton are going to charge so much for him if United Absolutely. want him. I think Leicester United want him, a couple of us do, huh? Leicester go down. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I remember a few seasons ago. And also, ago, they might need to raise for money. Villa to go down so they might, need, they might yeah. really need to raise money, so they might have to lower the price for him a bit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're looking at an article as well. I like Branfoy a lot, and I think actually what people say about him is with the ball, like he's all right, but not the best. But I also think is how much of that is a factor of the team he plays in. Yeah. Because in again, at Everton and at Ten Hag's Man United, there's different demands in terms the ball. of playing exactly. the ball. Exactly, these guys got to be able to play. Like he's spent a year at PSV, I believe it was, and yeah. he looked pretty good there. I'm not going to lie, I like Man Mark Ahey. Yeah, I like Mark Ahey, yeah. bro. Like, I, I oh, like, good shout. I know like the Elise thing and stuff, and they might have to sell, Ez- like they're not going to sell too much because they're going to get a new manager, which at the time of recording today, I think Roy Hilton's going to go. Um, but every player's got price. Anderson's pretty handy as well, but I, I like I like Gay. He's quick. He can play. Yeah. Um, he's at the right age. I, I do he's like him. He's got a good him. shot of being in England, Scott. Yeah, as well, I, I do think. like him. So we've got options, but what we do know is let's let's be honest. I think Maguire will stay. I honestly think Maguire will stay. I think I think Lind I think Lindelof and Johnny Evans and Varane will leave. You can get rid of three centre backs. I don't think Varane's going to sign a new deal. I've I don't got think a feeling he will. I've got, I've got a feeling Maguire will leave and Varane will sign a new deal. I was going to say this. I you think, think? I think I've Maguire will. Because I think Ineos will you look think? at Maguire and yeah. think he's a sellable asset. He's an asset, but... He's, I, he's, I just think Maguire will just say no again. I'm, I'm not really... I'm gonna I don't think Maguire then, will have the power to say no this time. I mean, obviously, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think Maguire so doesn't necessarily have the power to say no again like he was able to last summer. Because I think Ineos... So he's got three years left in his deal? Two years in the summer? Maybe two, yeah. Or has he got one year left in the summer? I can't remember. Even if he has one, United will have an extension. Yeah. I think he's got a good couple. Of and he's maybe, playing but I feel like, you know, I feel like players like McTominay, Maguire, etc. Do you know what I think? Kind of think I, I, I don't think Varane, market I think value. at this stage of his career, I don't think he's going to accept like 120 or whatever they're trying to get him down to. Not no, at this stage of his career. I've never seen Varane as the kind of guy who. Not that he doesn't care about it, because obviously every, everyone cares about money. Yeah, but yeah. Varane, like, you can tell he loves being at Man United, mm. and he loves... Till the Saudi come with a bid, bro. We spoke about this last week. Yeah, we about did. The, if they come, slap the peas down, bro. He's like, get my family out there. Going to be on 250 grand a week. I'll do two years out there. Or they might even... If he goes for that money, I could just go back to France or something, go with the family, get back home. 
I don't know, man. Start yeah, every game. Who knows? Not really. Exactly. Well, I think yeah. that pretty much rounds up episode yes. four of What the Devil. If you enjoyed, please leave a comment and a like. If you didn't enjoy it, please also leave a comment. Let us know if there are anything you want no, to No, if you didn't enjoy it, mate. <laughs> learn to enjoy get, it. Get out of here, mate. Stop hating. How could you not enjoy this? He's being too polite. <laughs> learn to enjoy it. Yeah. That's if you don't like it, share it with all the other people you think <laughs> won't enjoy it. Um, yeah. Apart from that, we'll see you next week. Thank you.